from the MZ Studios Dallas Virtual Studios in Cyberspace. This is Deconstructing Dallas. Greetings, everyone. It's your co-host, Ryan Trimble. Hanging out again, WFH, but hanging out with a man who's a man about town. He, of course, Sean Williams. Sean, good day, sir. Good day, Ryan Trimble. Um, I have been about town because, I don't know, for the last two weeks of our recordings, there has been great weather in Dallas, Texas, constantly in the 70s. I usually complain this time of year that we go from the 90s to the 60s. Um, And so to have this, you know, average 75 degree high for the last two weeks, I am about town. You're absolutely right. Well, that is great. I'm excited for you. And yes, the weather is great, especially for PE teacher daddy. Uh, makes life a lot easier. You can only play keep the balloon off the floor so much before things in the house get broken by four-year-olds. So, Well, for us, Malia and I have taken our gloves out and we have just started playing catch. Um, we started with the wiffle nice. ball and we moved up to a rubber ball. and. You know, a lot of times on those high flies, I'm definitely afraid that it just might get through. Uh, but she has kept from getting hit in the face so far. So I think we're doing a pretty good job. Dad for the win. Well done. Well done. And way better than uh, I, I can just see you guys playing the floor is lava in the living room. You know? <laughs> Isaiah would be snuggled up on the couch watching you guys, though, watching a Dallas Fuel match or something. So. No, yeah, he's he's definitely he's got a whole setup with like three monitors, so his gaming situation has uh has really gone up during the pandemic wow. for sure. Very strong, Isaiah. Very strong. Well, Sean, there's a lot going on in the world, COVID, election, but we're not here to talk to you all about any of that today. We instead have a really fun episode lined up for you. Yeah, today we are going to be talking about Deep Ellum, uh, one of the coolest, most historic places in Dallas. We're going to be talking a little bit later to Stephanie Keller Kuderberg, uh, who is the executive director of the Deep Ellum Foundation. But, you know, before we get into that, I, I think we were both kind of going down memory lane and I was like, hey, man, we better save some of that for the air. And maybe some of it should not make it to air. <laughs> but, um, Indeed. It be, you know a, a place where we can kind of reminisce because you know i think we all have any of us who've been here for a certain period of time have some sort of memory that's taken place in people yeah you, you really can't get away from it. it's it's uh it's a really f- amazing place uh one of my favorite memories sean was when i was just a green legislative staffer in the district office of uh of dan branch chairman dan branch uh, his district included Deep Ellum, st- District 108, and still includes Deep Ellum. But I got a call from a guy named Barry Anino, the late, the great Barry Anino, God rest his soul. Uh, and, and if you knew Barry, I know a lot of people around town did know Barry. I mean, this guy was a fiery guy, but he called me because we couldn't figure, he couldn't figure out who had jurisdiction over a plot of land that was under, I guess, what is. I-345, but it was kind of under where 75 changes. So we were all trying to figure out who had jurisdiction. And uh, we ended up figuring it out. And Barry turned that into what is now uh, an urban garden over there in Deep Ellum. 
and uh, later later got the dog park rolling over there, kind of right right near there. So it's one of my favorite memories. There's a lot of other, um, uh, gosh, quad parties and busing down to Deep Ellum for soirees. But like you said, some of those are best left for on air, off air. Fun fact, Ryan Trimble. One of the last times that I saw you in person was in Deep Ellum when we recorded the Mary Pullman interview. Oh man, yeah, Mary Mary Pullman is one of one of the great local artists. Man, I totally forgot about that. And if Mary is a great, great artist, she has been working hard. I know she's been painting murals, uh, keep your spirits up murals all over town, and you can buy a pot a flower pot with her design on it. Uh, check her out at Marpol, M-A-R-P-O-H-L. Little, and, little plug for a former guest there. Yeah, and check out that episode. It was from March of this year, yeah. and we posted that the week before the office shut down. So I think that literally, because I, I was out a couple of days that week, so that probably was one of the last times. Yeah. I saw it was in Deep Element. I had a birthday party. Let's see. I actually have a birthday coming up in a couple of days. And so that would have been probably three years ago. Had a birthday party at Off the Record where uh, with Kevin Walker and we had a joint birthday party. And it was a uh, bring your own vinyl event where you could bring records and had a DJ set up and, and you could DJ. And I had a set for about 20 minutes. Great, great place great um venue downtown i remember the cowboys were playing today so much fun in deep ellum um and that you know i'm gonna stick to the on-air stories but that's one i can definitely share with the with the group share yeah the yeah love. it's such a cool place i mean you've got sons of herman hall i remember we did a resolution for them when when it turned 100 years old the old you know dance hall and uh bowling alley i mean there's been a lot of stuff going on over there so I get food, serious pizza was something that, you know, I, I can remember just putting pizzas in the trunk back in the day to take them home because uh, the, the box was so big. Ice cream, tacos, uh, festivals. I mean, it's just, it's almost like a feeling that you get. When you yeah. Kanye Rosso now. You got a lot of, a lot of new guys that have embraced it down there. So, uh, yeah. Uh, Rest in peace, Barry and Nino, and everybody else. Keep enjoying Deep Elm. It's, a, it's such a fun place. So uh, this is a this is a fun, fun topic. I'm so glad that we get to talk to Stephanie today. Uh, I'm really looking forward to it. Well, we're going to come back right after this quick break. We're going to talk to Stephanie and talk more about Deep Elm. This is Deconstructing Dallas. Sean Williams, Ryan Trimble. We'll be right back right after this. Does your family love mac and cheese? If your family is anything like mine, when dinner time rolls around, your little critters are banging down the pantry door for a box of that cheesy goodness. Well, we here at Deconstructing Dallas have just the thing for you. That's right, it's Wisconsin's finest organic mac and cheese. Wisconsin's finest is made with real Wisconsin cheddar cheese and organic pasta that will satisfy all your cravings. Whether you like white cheddar shells, classic mac and yellow cheddar, or my kids' favorite safari animal-shaped pasta, you can't miss with Wisconsin's Finest. 
Find your own box of Wisconsin's Finest by visiting walmart.com today and support this outstanding local Metroplex company. So what are you waiting for? Get your box of Wisconsin's Finest Organic Mac and Cheese today and get ready to hear your family say... I love Mac and Cheese! Deconstructing Dallas, Ryan Trimble, Sean Williams. Sean, I am really excited about our guest today. She is Stephanie Keller Hudeberg, the Executive Director of the Deep Elm Foundation. Stephanie, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here and to talk a little bit about what's been going on in Deep Elm. We appreciate you having us. Yeah, of course. Well, I, it's, a, it's a place that I've loved and, and worked in and uh, have really enjoyed. It's, it's quite an eclectic place. So a um, lot of history there, but I wanted to dive into your history first. I know that uh, you, like I, are a recovering political staffer that found your way to Texas. So can you tell us a little bit about you and your family and your history? Absolutely. Well, I have been a bit of a tumbleweed, as you seem to have sussed out. I have a background in politics, particularly always focused on community and economic development. Um, cut my teeth in Boston. I was a started out as a research analyst and worked my way up to being a chief of staff for a committee chair for the Committee on Community Development and Small Business there at the State House in Massachusetts, working for a Boston representative uh, representing Southie, uh, Dorchester, Mattapan, some really great neighborhoods. And so um, spent some time in D.C. and then found my way down to Texas. And so um, Deep Ellum is a great place for me to be. Um, it's a fantastic time to be focused on community and economic development in this region overall, but especially in a historic um, neighborhood like ours. So, well, Stephanie, you know, we all have our favorite spots and memories in, in Deep Ellum. For me, it's a, a birthday party at, off the record, but that's not that's not for publication <laughs> today. Uh, but I was wanting to get your opinion on what, what makes Deep Ellum so special and why has it been able to, to withstand the test of time like it has? Well, you know, I think you just hit the nail on the head. Everybody has a Deep Elm story. And frankly, people feel pretty fiercely about this neighborhood, whether or not they lived here 20 years ago or, you know, had a great birthday party, like you mentioned. It, it is a place where people come to experience and gather and not any single person comes away with the same experience. And part of that's because we have over 400 businesses in the district. I don't think people realize it quite, it packs quite a punch for such a small uh in terms of the amount of space it actually takes up, it is a powerhouse, both from an economic perspective and really a cultural hub for the entire region. It's obviously the number one entertainment district, um, but it really runs the gamut from mom and pop shops, um, retail, uh, but also theaters around the corner. Um, we have a place called Culture Hole, for example. Um, we have some of the best live music any night of the week that you can find, as well as over 100 bars and restaurants, always testing out different culinary fare. And so um, it's the place where people come to to experience and enjoy uh, culture locally here. And um, uh, I'm glad that it seems to be one place that you've attracted, you've been attracted to yourself. So we might have to get to that birthday story in a little bit here. We, we might. Well, I, I don't know. Time's running short today, but we'll, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Well, that that's that that kind of leads us into where I wanted to go next. You know, one one of my favorite spots in Deep Ellum is is 
at uh, Dodd's Hop House, you can see the old uh, boundary line between the city of Dallas and old East Dallas. And of course, the city of Dallas annexed East Dallas into Dallas back in the eight, 1890, I believe. And but But you can see the marker there. And when I was a legislative staffer working in the district, it was always described to me like, hey, we're still mad about being annexed. So there's, you know, <laughs> this spirit of, you know, kind of stick it to uh, Dallas down here in, in, in Deep Elm, a little rebellious, you know, uh, a little punchy. And so tell me about the spirit right now down in Deep Elm. Like, what's the feel on the ground? You've got a lot of, a lot of action on development and everything else, but it seems like that spirit of, you know, of uh, that kind of rebellious spirit is alive and well. Absolutely. Well, you remind me of uh, something that one of our kind of godfathers, if you will, recently said, and uh, that's Frank Campagna, who runs Kettle Art Gallery and is a longtime muralist and a fixture in Deep Ellum. And he said that Deep Ellum's really the bastard stepchild of Dallas, which, you know, it's always been allowed to grow and evolve. Um, in its own way. And at this moment in time, it's really uh, seen tremendous growth. It's been like a phoenix. It's come back time and again. Um, It's been knocked out a time or two, and it always comes back. And this time, it's seeing incredible development from both the residential perspective as well as office. Between 2018 and 2020 alone, the number of residential units available in the district um, has increased by over 75%. So it's an increasingly densifying area. We're also seeing a lot of towers coming up. But when that happens, of course, there's these questions that um, are bubbling up in the neighborhood about, well, how is the neighborhood changing? And is this going to affect the culture and um, kind of the grit that we've always uh, come to love and, and know in this district? And I would say that um, it is a community, first and foremost, in Deep Ellum, and there are people that have been here a long time. There are people that are new, but they've been drawn to this incredible ethos um, that we have in Deep Ellum that is about um, risk-taking, that's about entrepreneurship and innovation and coming to really kind of cut your teeth and make something and turn your dream into a reality. And like I said, we've got um, over 400 businesses, many of them independently owned, and I think that's really the gift that keeps on giving, that is going to keep the district thriving. And it frankly is, is why all the residents and the kind of newer, shinier development, if you will, is attracted. And so keeping those things alive is in everybody's interest. And I think a goal for us specifically at the foundation uh, to support those. And I would just put my little plug in here, you know, with the pandemic, it's certainly a time where a lot of those independent shops are struggling. And so I really encourage people to continue to come out and support local businesses um, as much and as often as you can. Deconstructing Dallas with Stephanie Huberg, Executive Director of Deep Ellum Foundation. Stephanie, you know, as you mentioned there, there's, it's been a tough year for all of us, but there was some good news in September for Deep Ellum when you guys were officially recognized as a cultural, dis- a cultural district by the Texas Commission on the Arts. And so I wanted to see if you could tell our listeners about this designation and, you know, why it puts Deep Ellum in exclusive company. Absolutely. Well, we kind of joke that Deep Ellum is the oldest newly designated uh, cultural district, perhaps in the state. It's one of less than 50 statewide. And uh, Deep Ellum was founded in 1873. It's always been um, kind of a hub, whether for creatives or for industry um, and certainly has been um, the home for where jazz and blues were founded um, in this region. And so it's it's got a lot of richness to it. So it's a designation that's very well deserved. It's something that came about through the efforts of um, really a, 
a coalition of residents and business owners and property owners who felt that this designation was something that uh, Deep Ellum really deserved and puts us on the map um, from a tourism perspective. We're working on some great things, whether it be a cultural trail through the district district connecting us to the arts district and to Fair Park, um, really telling the story about Deep Ellum because we don't want you to just come down and necessarily go to your favorite restaurant and then hop to a show. Um, we want you to do those things, but we also want you to have the opportunity to um, see a little bit of the history or be able to see a, a marker or um, uh, hear a story on a, on a podcast like this um, when you come and experience the district as well. And so that designation really opens up grant opportunities for us. It opens up opportunities um, to be recognized on the state level. And so we're super excited to be one of the state's newest cultural districts and only the second one in Dallas next to the arts district. You are listening to Deconstructing Dallas. Sean Williams, Ryan Trimble. When we come back, we're going to look a little bit uh, more towards the future of Deep Ellum. We're talking with Stephanie Keller Huderberg. We'll be right back right after this. Visit the historic and eclectic Deep Ellum neighborhood on Saturday, November 27th to celebrate Small Business Saturday. Since 1873, Deep Ellum has been associated with an incredible range of unique businesses. Today, the district is home to independent businesses, mom and pop shops, and local startups. These businesses are critical to the one-of-a-kind experience that is visiting Deep Ellum. Whether you are getting an early start on your holiday shopping or are simply looking to explore, the neighborhood has a spot for you. With hundreds of independently owned shops, restaurants, restaurants, bars, galleries, and more, there's something for everyone in Deep Ellum. Don't forget to shop small in Deep Ellum where you'll find something for everyone on your holiday shopping list the Saturday after Thanksgiving, November 27th. Deconstructing Dallas, Ryan Trimble, Sean Williams. Talking to Stephanie Huteberg of the Deep Ellum Foundation today. Stephanie, we've been uh, talking a little bit about, about all the action going on in Deep Ellum. You've got Uber headquarters. I just saw uh, some, some designs for the Epic development, and uh, they're claiming that they're going to reimagine Deep Ellum. What does a reimagined Deep Elm look like? I keep seeing towers popping up. I keep seeing all this other stuff. What what is the talk to me about the big vision? Well, as you know, it's an area that has um, since its founding really been more of an industrial and commercial area. It's always um, really started uh, as a freeman's town and was a place where um, African American owned businesses, immigrant owned businesses were able to set up shop. And it's been a thriving kind of commercial center since then, and particularly an entertainment destination, starting with the jazz and blues um, and then evolving through the grunge era all the way to what we have today, which is um, at least until the pandemic music live every single night of the week. And with that, this next iteration of Deep Ellum is a little bit different and it is um taking on a residential and an office flair. And so those historic uses are now being met by and accompanied by um, people who want to live here, people who want to uh, work here and be able to walk down and grab that bite to eat um, without having to drive 
um, down to the district. And so we are seeing uh, a bit of a shift in terms of development. It's it's primarily um, circling that core area of activity that many know and love in Deep Ellum and will be uh, more users coming to the district, whether in the daytime or whether in the evening um, in the coming years. Stephanie, I, I like that you brought up some of that history with um, the African-American community and deep roots in Deep Ellum. And I think about, you know, a lot of the artists, Blind Lemon Jefferson and Robert Johnson, who who played there and famously made it uh, just a, a wonderful place. But then this past summer, we saw uh, calls for racial justice across the country and in Dallas as well. And in Deep Ellum, there are a lot of local artists who who basically used Deep Ellum as a canvas uh, to highlight victims of gun violence like George Floyd and others. And so I, I wonder what was your takeaway from those expressions and, and how that's uh, flourished in Deep Ellum? Absolutely. Well, you know, you, you hit something there because to me, that's a quintessential example of Deep Ellum, you know, taking something and turning it into something creative, whether it's out of pain, whether it's out of inspiration. Um, it's always been a creative and artistic community. And um, we are in a moment as a country and as um, a city where we have a lot um, that's being struggled with. And so Deep Ellum is a place where people have gathered. Uh, we had artists come out and paint on the plywood in the aftermath of the protest. We had some businesses, over 30 businesses sustained damage and there were a bunch of plywood boards up on the businesses. And we had business owners themselves painting. We had artists, um, local artists. We had people from across the region that came out and there was an outpouring of expression um, on that, on those plywood boards and, and actually um, we've recently curated all of those and put them together, um, as many of them as we could fit um, at Deep Elm Art Company, uh, and they hosted an, an exhibition so that the public could see some of those works all together. And um, it, it really has been an important moment in both our history as a neighborhood and our history as a city. And so we've worked to document and curate all of those works and um, hope to be able to exhibit them uh, after this first exhibit here on a continuous basis into the future. Now, Stephanie, I, I know Sean's going to be surprised to hear this when I say it, but during my time uh, when I was just an underclassman at SMU, I did venture down to uh, Deep Ellum, not the Deep Ellum it was today, but it was a little grittier, but there were a lot of SMU parties that during my time there, they were they were big, and then they went away due to a lot of you know some crime and some other stuff. Now I think you know you and your predecessors have done a good job keeping you know keeping the thing going and turning it around. But for our listeners, you know, tell us we've heard some some action on scooters, we've heard some crime activity. It's safe to come down to Deep Ellum, though, correct? Absolutely, Deep Ellum is. First and foremost, like I said, a community. And what's special about our safety efforts is it's community led. And so we have off duty officers. In fact, you might find more officers in Deep Elm than you do anywhere else in the city um, on any given night because we are committed to that as the premier entertainment district in the region. Of course, part of what comes with that is it attracts um, some activity that people try to take advantage of, right? And so we're aware of that. And we have a com community that is committed to, on an ongoing basis, um, prioritizing safety and making sure that we have kind of eyes on the street, if you will. We have community members that are invested involved. We have businesses that are invested involved. And we have very close relationships with um, uh, 
DPD as well as private security um, to continue to make it a place that's inviting and welcoming uh, for everybody to come. And so like many places and frankly, like, you know, urban areas across uh, the city, we've seen some challenges, particularly with the pandemic, um, but we continue to iterate. We continue to um, uh, adjust what we're doing to to make Deep Ellum a safe and inviting place for everyone. You know, Stephanie, this has been great. I think when Ryan and I came up with Deconstructing Dallas in, in our podcast, this is the kind of real street level conversation we wanted to have. And I, I wanted to uh, see if you could give our listeners a place that they can go to find out more about what you guys are doing, more about what's going on in Deep Ellum. Uh, how can they find you? Well, great. We actually just revamped our website. So you can find us at deepellumtexas.com. First and foremost, I hope you go check that out. It's got a map, um, an interactive map where you can find all of our businesses as well as um, every mural in the district is documented. And so check out that map on deepellumtexas.com. We're also on Instagram at deepellum and on Facebook. You can find us at both the Deepellum Foundation and the Deepellum pages. That is great. Well, Stephanie, thank you for coming on. We'll let you go, and I will continue talking Sean's ear off about all my old stories. Uh, in, in <laughs> so, thanks again for coming on. You bet. Appreciate the opportunity to share a little bit about what's going on in the district, and thank you both so much. Absolutely. All right. This is Deconstructing Dallas. Ryan Trimble, Sean Williams. We'll be right back. Welcome back, Deconstructing Dallas. Sean Williams, Ryan Trimble. I uh, just had a great talk with Stephanie Keller Huterberg from the Deep Ellen Foundation. Um, she is just a wealth of information, and and I could have done that all day. Yeah, I'm I'm really glad that that uh, we have somebody with that with big energy in that position. I mean, it, it takes somebody that's got a lot of energy. Um, that you know, you've got to you've got to you p- figure out a way to preserve the history while still bringing development there, and and she's. You know, I think doing a great job uh, corralling the right people. You know, off air, we were talking about some of the some of the folks that have been there a long time. You know, partnering with the new folks on her board. So, uh, really, really great, great stuff. And look forward to seeing that organization continue to grow and thrive, uh, especially as we come out of uh, uh, pandemic times. Sean Williams. Well, we want to continue urge everyone to exercise caution, be safe. Uh, we are seeing a you know, rise in COVID-19 positive tests uh, in North Texas over the last few weeks. And even as we're just starting to um, talk about uh, or record this podcast, we usually at this time talk about college football, which some people immediately use as a checkout. But I do know some people do listen to that part of the show. Mm-hmm. But uh, We just saw that uh, Texas A&M and Tennessee uh, has been postponed. Uh, and I know A&M went into uh, a off-campus, off-site mode um, due to positive tests earlier this week. So, um, you know, we're just asking and encouraging everyone to uh, be safe. Yeah, please. Let's all stick together. Let's get through this. Uh, you know, holidays coming up. We got, uh, you know, some family activities coming up. Let's let's all be smart and uh, mask up and, and 
doggone it, let's get through this thing. So uh, on a college football note, the Ponies play at Tulsa this week. Maybe the toughest uh, toughest game yet outside of the Cincinnati game. Cincinnati's looking pretty good, but Tulsa is always a, a thorn in our side. Um, we needed the the three touchdown comeback and an incredible, amazing, maybe one of the greatest catches in SMU history to beat Tulsa last year by James Brochet. And so, uh, come on, ponies. Let's get to eight and one. We're rooting for the home team. And I know for whatever reason, it seems like if it's the Tulsa, Cincinnati, Memphis triad that, that seems to and if they can win two or three of those then you're, you're playing some good football so yeah. uh this win and and you've accomplished that so i'm you know me i'm rooting for the home team i know you are sir i know you have a good pony lapel pin so proud of you thank you for your support and thank you for your support and thank you to our listeners and everyone who has tuned into this episode we had a great conversation this week with Stephanie keller Kuderberg and uh, from the Deep Ellum Foundation. And we want to encourage everyone, uh, when the time is right and as safely as possible, uh, go out and make sure that you check out all that Deep Ellum has to offer. We want to thank our owners of Allen Media, Jennifer Pascal, Mary Woodley. This is an Allen Media production. Uh, we are uh so grateful for the help of our colleague Samantha Matthews, who helps us with these episodes. We want to thank MZ Studios um, for your help on this. And uh, we want to obviously thank our listeners. We want to thank each of you who tunes in, who downloads, uh, all of you who listen to us on Apple Podcasts, on Stitcher, on SoundCloud, on YouTube. Um, all of the other podcast platforms that you check us out at, make sure that you share those with your folks, your friends, your coworkers, your colleagues. Uh, even if you aren't really into the wonderful banter between Ryan and I, tell them about our music because that right there is worth listening to by itself. Uh, we want to check you out next time when we come back. We should have uh, one more of these posted before the holidays. Um, and so be on the lookout for that. And uh, again, we want to encourage and ask everyone to stay safe. This is Deconstructing Dallas. Sean Williams, Ryan Trimble. Adios.